0: The Entry into Jerusalem Anthony Van Dyke Luke 22:14 to 23:56 The gospels are a familiar story for Catholics at least to those who practice their faith The familiarity however can be a hindrance We often don't pause to ask the questions that we might have had maybe the first time we heard the story The questions have been trampled down with familiar boots But anyone who sees the narrative of the gospels afresh will be surprised by its twists and turns it does not seem to follow the normal patterns of such a story. There's a lot left unsaid, unexplained. Why did the chief priests need a guide to arrest Jesus? Could they have not recognized him, having seen him so often? Why did Jesus need to be arrested with such urgency, at this time? After all, a week before, things had not been this serious, he was the popular prophet from Galilee. Why for that matter, did Judas betray Jesus? And were thirty silver pieces that attractive to betray his friend? What made the crowd turn on him so quickly? Why, indeed, did the chief priests and Pharisees see Jesus as such a threat? Why did they go after Jesus with such venom, even when Pilate wanted to free him, after a severe, even though unjust, flogging? Indeed, why did Jesus have to die? Up until the moment of the betrayal to the chief priests, and even till Pilate washes his hands, the story leaves us wondering if things would change, if there would be another ending. There is a different ending the resurrection, once again not an ending you would expect. The movement of the story, as story, is strange. These might seem like strange questions to wonder about, but the answers are by no means obvious, and scholars and saints have pondered on these and more through the years. It would have certainly helped this writer to be told that these were valid questions at one point, rather than him just being dense. If I gave the impression of getting ready to answer all of them, I'm afraid to disappoint, this story goes differently as well. But I do want to look at one part of the passion narrative, particularly one that is highlighted on Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry into Jerusalem and, the Temple. If there was one incident that triggered and sealed Jesus' fate, it would seem to be His action in the Temple. All the Gospels, in their very brief way, remark on the false witnesses and to Jesus' apparent sayings and actions in the Temple. Jesus cleansing the Temple would lead to His death. But why was this so significant? And was the triumphal entry really all that triumphant if it ended in death? The mystery lies in the expectation of the Jewish people, as promised in the Scriptures. We are familiar with their expectation of the Messiah, the King who would come like David, and restore Jerusalem to glory. But even more fundamental than David's coming was the coming of God, the return of YHWH to Zion. At the Babylonian invasion, the glory of God would departed from the temple, Ezekiel 10. Isaiah had promised a renewal, a return, a new exodus of the people from captivity. This exodus would happen through the wilderness, Isaiah 40. But an exodus meant that God had to accompany them, like He did in a pillar of fire in the first exodus from Egypt. The exodus from Babylon would happen, but there would be no fire, no Shekinah, the glorious presence of God which filled the temple. The temple would be rebuilt, but the Ark of God lost during the exile remained lost. The holiest of holies would remain barren, without the Ark, and without the Shekinah descending on it. And with Rome now ruling Judah, it meant that their exile started in Babylon, continued, in reality it would be over, only when the Ark of God returned to Zion. When God's glory returned to His temple. On Palm Sunday, Ark of God returned to Zion. Jesus Himself is the Ark and the Shekinah, the One who is the embodied presence of God. Luke indicates the Ark's return as happening already at the very beginning, as Mary, also the Ark of God, carries Jesus into the temple. What she does then, unfolds throughout the Gospel, reaching its climax during Holy Week. Jesus is the new David, the King who is to come on holy week he would come to take his throne. He will come to his own and his own will not accept him. The laborers in the vineyard will not treat the son with respect. Their rejection of God as king will mean their king will be Caesar. Their rejection of their ark will mean the temple will be abandoned, and it will be Caesar, who will destroy the abandoned house. As prophet, he would already prophesy his rejection. He would weep over Jerusalem, about the destruction about to be visited on it. On Palm Sunday, as he visited his house he would find it wanting and prophetically destroy it. Jesus' lament was in line with all the prophets, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Amos, Ezekiel, who prophesied Jerusalem's destruction through the great nations. But having prophesied its destruction, Jesus would do something no prophet had to do. As Israel's true king, he would stand in Israel's place and take its punishment onto himself. He was the mother hen who would shelter her chicks under her wings. The destruction of the Tempe, the abandoned house would come. But all who had sheltered under him would live. This Palm Sunday, let our hearts be filled with gratitude for the God who comes to us humble in the Eucharist. Let us hear once again the shout of Zechariah: "Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion!" Exclamation mark. Dot. 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 Behold, your King comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey. The visitation of God is always one of mercy, but also of judgment. His judgment comes to set us free of everything that keeps us from Him. He is the King who comes to claim us for Himself. He is the priest who takes the debt we cannot pay and becomes the sacrifice on our behalf. This Palm Sunday, welcome Jesus the King into your heart. Allow Him to cleanse it and fill its emptiness with His glory. And let your heart be healed by His mercy.